want to show with this guy, man. Look at him, you know. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Look at him, you know. But, um, technically, we're here to talk about the Insane Clown Posse, and we've put that off for long enough. I don't need you. Uh, well, I'd love to have you stay tonight, but we need to have things to do. Ladies and gentlemen, hi. Uh, let me adjust this, because Derek and I, straight up and down, we're just friends, so we just talk, like, for a while before we start Yeah, we've been talking this. for an hour and a half before we even turn the mic Yeah, roughly. On. At least 45 minutes. Yeah. But... Uh, so, first and foremost, uh, welcome to the first episode of the new year. Um, the Hell's Pit episode still needs to come up. Uh, I apologize, y'all. I've just, I am going to, I'm recording it, or, or uh, recording the audio, or taking the audio, from the stream that we did with uh, Beastmaster, Derek, and myself. And uh, we're going to put that up. We're going to put the video up, too. I just honestly... With the end of the year, uh, just been a lot going on. I wanted to make sure that it got done correctly, and I wasn't going to co-op TJ and be like, hey, will you just do this for me? So uh, that'll be coming out probably the same day as this one, but um, this is still technically speaking the first episode of the new year Yay. because we uh, are recording it in the new year. So how did we do? And uh, I hope that everybody here had a good New Year's. I hope that uh, you all got to uh, do the drugs and the sex that you wanted to do on New Year's because that is what people want to do at a party. Uh, Max went to Ballas on a boat. I did go to Ballas on a boat and that was a very interesting experience. Uh, it really is so apropos for clown shit that bro never in a million fucking years never ever would I have thought I'm gonna go on that second boat never it would have not even crossed my mind I would have just oh I'm going on the first boat and that'll be that and you guys have fun it never would have crossed my mind and apparently the second boat was a better one really that was there was less people not as cramped better set it was the first ICP first of all first ICP set I've ever seen without Fago so that was one thing but I realized at the New Year's show nope Oh, damn. No, I know. But so, I also realized after the set was over that it, they didn't do Chicken Hunt. And it was the first time I ever saw Insane Clown Posse play, and they didn't do Chicken Hunt. For, I think, I'm pretty sure it was the first time I've ever seen that happen. But here's the, the, the funny part about it to me was that I remember them uh, advertising it as uh, two unforgettable ICP sets. And maybe it's just because I'm uh, spoiled and I, I saw them at the gathering just recently and I've seen them so many times in the past, but it, fe it literally felt like one of the most forgettable run-of-the-mill sets I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's just like, of course the second one is going to be better if the first one they're just doing all, like, I'm sorry. I, th do people think that it's special to see Santa Claus as a fat bitch? I've seen that song like five times live. I don't care. I was lucky to see it in my first ICP show ever on Hell's Pit. Remember they did it on Hell's Pit? Well, so I remember they did it, and if that's true... I think they it did it I, If anything, it would have been the second leg, because the first leg of the tour was that, was that summer. It was following, or no, so the fall. Yeah. So it was maybe headed towards winter, so maybe they might have done it. But I don't remember that one being one of the songs that they did during that tour. Because I could have sworn they they busted it out and they were talking about how it's not Christmas time, but they they did it. 
but I've also done a lot of drugs and been to a million ICP shows. See, that's shows, the... Oh, so. no, no, it definitely does. And you're not lying, they have done it. But, it does, but, let, me, let me tell you something. You know where I definitely remember them doing it was the old shit tour, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, and you want to know what? I'm so pretty sure. I, I can't have any definitive no, know, answers right? about There's anything. The, there really is no way to be certain <laughs> when we're talking about insane clown posse shows after as long as we've been going to them. Yeah. But, no, I will also say... They did it at the uh, Wicked Clowns from Outer Space set this last year at the gathering. Yeah. Because apparently uh, that was the original tour set and that set was a winter set. Oh, okay. Or a winter tour. Excuse me. However, let me tell you this. This album right here, Forgotten Freshness 4 in particular. Are we going to do three or four first? Well, I mean, let's do both. I mean, they really... Can we do one at a time? Are we going to do fucking... Manically go back and forth from each album. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. I, I, I figured, I figured we could do three and then four. I don't know. Well, so here's my thing. Three. Because we never did most it. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, just as I'm looking through it. Because I'm mean, full disclosure. Uh, I had a bit of a mix-up on which albums we were doing today, so I didn't actually listen to one. But I'm kind of looking here. And... Most of the songs on Forgotten Freshness 3 are not like... I mean, listen, Posse on Burner is dope. Cartoon Nightmares is pretty dope. Cartoon Nightmares is excellent. No, that's what I mean. That's what and I, I like the ver- Honestly, man, I like the version of It almost better on, on this one. I love this fucking version of It because I heard this before I heard Doc Lotus. So I know this oh, song... Oh, no, that's... It, you which, know. by the way... I like. I don't hate it. That's how the song initially was recorded. Yeah, but I know. But I also look. Let's be real. I'm pretty sure I said this during the Lotus episode. But that's not exactly my favorite song on that album either. So I love it because I'm insane and I have delusions like a motherfucker and like. No, hey, that listen. And it's just silly as fuck. My brain has a brain of its own. (laughs) My body ain't got shit to do with it, so leave Leave it alone. alone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, and by the way. I'm not. That's not to say that the tracks on Forgotten Freshness Three are not good, but like, listen, the mom song, I love it. That's just the way it is. My love will never change. I do like that song. Um, just another crazy click. Why is that even on here? That like, wasn't just another crazy click. That would. Was that wasn't on something? And not I think for that ICP. Was on, that was on Three was on, Sixes album. Exactly. So why is it on here? Because it, it's because at the time three six wasn't like synonymous with Juggalo, so they were trying to show. Okay, no, I guess that's you fair. know what I'm saying. No, that is. I fair. remember it vividly. This was the first time I ever heard three six Mafia was on. Oh well, no, the know. first time I ever heard them was just another crazy click, and I, I definitely was signed on after that because I never really knew much about Tear the Club Up or uh, Sip, or I knew Sipping on Some Scissor, but the first time that I saw Sipping on Some Scissor. I saw the video and they were wearing fucking hatchet gear and Jekyll Brothers shit. I didn't listen to 3-6 because, uh... Oh, no. Stay Fly or whatever that album fucking didn't come out yet. Stay Fly. So I didn't... I found out about 3-6 once I became friends with the Met Ninjas. Shout out to Dank, my fucking lover. We'll never listen to this, probably. (coughs) But he, um... And Porto, all my motherfucking homies, they loved 3-6 Mafia. And then they showed me, they put me onto 3-6 and Gravediggers. Well, that was also like back in the day, like, and to his credit, uh, I remember uh, 
Pat P. Crack. Shout out to Alvin. Oh, Pat. They huge were. Well, no, what I was about yeah. to say was Mac Dre. Yeah. Oh, all the bands. I well, no, because E40. Well, I was going to say, Pat they put me on. E40 and Mac Dre They all put over the me on to the idea of, and you obviously knew about the, uh, the Fizz movement. I didn't yeah. know nothing about that until you guys. They, that was their whole thing. And then we were eating those drugs because at the time. Oh, I remember. They weren't, like. Pat didn't really. Fizzmas, baby. Yeah, they didn't fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Waldo was like the resident do all the drugs and then he hung. that's why it's funny because was you, yeah true shout out to Waldo nah we love him I, I do I, love I, Waldo I love Waldo man I absolutely I love Waldo I haven't seen him in yeah. fucking who knows how long man where's Waldo yeah really um but yeah fuck uh fuck USR and all that shit but like uh <laughs> this this was uh them <clears throat> trying to put on juggalos to other underground rap you know what I mean right. like well, and it was also a weird thing because three six existed in this space of we're underground, but we are still kind of mainstream. Yeah. Because they weren't that mainstream yet, but they were mainstream enough that they were able to a get ICP a little bit more uh, pull, but that also working with ICP helped keep them the, in the underground perspective it kept them of like, oh, these guys are real. They're fucking with the real underground. Right. So. I feel like 3-6, and I was thinking about this a lot Oh, today. by the way, super hot take, and I don't care if people can hate on me for this all they want. What? Where it's going down is a better track. Now where it's going down, now, now where it's at, homeboy. Thugs and killers, axes and drug dealers. And look, I'm sorry ICP's not on that song. Yeah. I'm sorry that Jay could not strong arm his way onto that one. And I'm sorry that it's just twisted. But that song is so fucking good. And yeah, just like, another crazy click is a good song. I'm not saying it's not. I and did. it's iconic. But, in my opinion, where it's going down is better. Right. I, I like Crazy Click better, in my opinion. And I think... And I that's because Just Another Crazy Click is way more <laughs> horrorcore, like, kind of driven. Well, no, that's... And, okay, like, that's fair. And uh, Just Another Crazy Click is a straight-up hip-hop track. You know what I well, mean? Now, like, yeah, well, you mean uh, where it's going down? I mean where it's going down, yeah. No, and that's... Um, no, and that is fair. Yeah, it's a bouncy just, early 2000s And that's beat, true, but like, I'm sorry, bro. But it's nasty. From a gangster's point of view, I'm asking you, how does it feel? Feel. grab the wheel, look at the steel, and shoot it till you kill. I'm the first juggalo rapper, and I know what's really real. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I swear to God, that changed my life. <laughs> I don't even know how I feel about anything anymore. <laughs> now that I know that I owe my entire existence to the anybody killer but we've no, all here, seen it yeah but anyways. no but and not for nothing this is the reason why i feel and again at this point i think doing three and four whatever we've already discussed it well i motherfucker i want to talk about some of these tracks Jesus okay Christ. well then tell me which ones because here's the thing they're sitting right I'm next to each other i'm pretty sure that they came out like i'm surprised that they did not come out at the exact same time they came like out one and few, two did they came out a few years apart because they're speaking to <laughs> two separate eras you know what i mean uh, what do you mean? That's not that size so not warranted. Yeah, see, look at this. They got Forgotten Freshness Volume 3, Forgotten Freshness 4, and then Forgotten Freshness Volume 4, which is what? Is that somehow different? No, it's the same fucking... Why do they have the same album uploaded twice? Anyway. I just listened. And fine, we don't have to necessarily discuss 4 uh, today, but I'm just going to go Motherfucker, you are so insane. We're here to discuss 3 and 4. I, that was and we're I discussing was 3, and we're about to go on to 4. Okay. And another, and, and to, I just don't want to breeze over it because it's amazing yeah, that you're trying to fucking say that they're the same. Yo, this a, this this album, this fucking tracks. Not really. Like that. Like this tracks have that have like was supposed to be on fucking Jekyll Brothers and shit. And there that, are tracks on here that were supposed to be on fucking like. Uh, 
Carnival or uh, Ringmaster, I'm pretty sure. What, uh, Dear ICP? That is four. Uh, I'm on three. That's why we got to do things one at a time. All right, fair enough. Jesus Christ. But it's fucking, yeah, it's other, other songs that were cool on three that I liked and that were from, represent an early 2000 era, like Triple Six and shit like that, was uh, Vanilla Ice on the fucking... Uh, Insane Killers. Oh, is that? Oh, wait. So that That's was on three. that was this. I thought yes. that, that song was on fucking. I thought that was on Vanilla Ice's shit. It is, but the, this is a con- how forgotten freshnesses work, Max. Is okay. That, first like- of all, no, it's not like every forgotten <laughs> Jesus Christ came from a different person's album. It's considered rare tracks because not everybody buys everybody's album, and this well, was before the internet. Like not before the internet, but not not before everything was everywhere. All right. Well, so all then how's this? Like an if, if anything. Thing, I think that because you have to remember back in these days the way that fucking record labels work it's not like they were glad to just give everybody's work over here and there so the idea that they were able to get those songs and put them on That's their own huge. albums and they would say in the albums like a peers courtesy of blah 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 and uh I just looking between the this, two of them this just like I would say that fucking song um Made Vanilla Ice fucking come back and like be uh, like cemented in the in well the in the underground culture in the in the underground culture. But then that also that led that uh, led credence to that kind of works in a symbiotic <laughs> way though. Like so then when he did come back pop in like a pop culture kind of way. Talking about the surreal life, right? And things like that. He fucking was supported by these people because he did the ground fucking work of actually playing the gathering, all that stuff. Now, it was always super weird to me that like, and I went with it obviously because it's like, hey, fuck it, why not? But it was always weird to me that Vanilla Ice ended up with the Juggalos. I would not have assumed in the I early think they days. Just, I just think it's a kinship of being white rappers in the industry. Yeah, you might be right. Because it only happened after Woodstock and after Jay's panic attack and all that shit where I think he came down to earth and was like, oh, I don't look at like this dude as just like a corny white dude because now I've been through the music industry. I've been made fun of and vibe and all that shit. So now I'm going to look at you objectively as just like, are you a good white rapper? And he, he is all right. You, you know what I mean? I'm not going to front like Vanilla Ice is the best ever. Who well, the no, fuck is Vanilla- the other guy on that track? Because there's another dude on that track that's really good. Oh, wait, then you want to know what? I'm- this ain't no Blair Witch. Beware, bitch. I spit your brain with the motherfucker. Oh, no, wait a minute. That is yeah, Vanilla, that's Ice. Vanilla Ice. There's another guy on the track. There's another guy on the track, and I wish you'd listen to the fucking album, goddammit. But I can't I can't remember who the... Uh... Well, you want to know what? Here's the thing, is that we've done fucking all kinds of nonsense. We really can just turn the pauses for a second and go and, and listen to that and come back. You would think we're blowing lines right now, how, how <laughs> all over the fucking place this yeah, shit no, is. Yeah, no, Derek, I have told you multiple times, and I want to, you know, call this back because we were talking about this earlier before we were on here. The whole point of doing this, this shit is meant to be disjointed. If this shit's gonna be fucking run properly, it's gonna be run by somebody who runs podcasts. I'm a goofy fucking juggalo. I don't know how to do this shit. I just know how to turn a microphone on. Right. And that's all I do. That's why the episodes don't come out on time. That's why they take a long time sometimes. (laughs) You have the light of that goofy fuck? Yes, I do. And fucking... We can do whatever the fuck we want. And fucking... I also point this as the album where they really actually put forth that they smoke weed, like, like you know, like, because it has the skit with uh, 
Vampiro getting high. And then there's a, on uh, Cartoon Nightmares, the first song, one of the lines is, I like marijuana medicine from Tennessee. I like to mix rock and rye with Tennessee. I fucked up the line. but No, like, if I was about to say. I, I fucked up the line. I know. Well, no, I just was trying to remember because I remembered both of those lines. But I like marrow. Yeah, and like honestly, because I I've been smoking weed. And I say, I like marijuana medicine from Tennessee. Well, no, and yeah. so here's the only thing that I would say to that because I don't even necessarily disagree, but I remember the what really, and this maybe was just because I at the time. Because you have to remember, you told me that, or the, uh, that you've spoken about, that you didn't always find the music sequentially, you didn't always get it on time. Not at all, yeah. And so because of that, the way that I had been going through it, during the Wraith, and then with The Wraith ABK, hadn't come out yet when, when uh, Forgotten Freshness with 3, 3 came when out. When 3 came out? It's not well, out then yet. Well, then you want to know what? Then the only thing that I would, uh, would want to know is when did Hatchet Warrior come out? Because Hatchet Warrior would have come out. After The Wraith came out. See, everybody points to the Wraith. Let me... Everybody points to the Wraith as, like, because Jay is on the DVD saying, I started smoking weed and it helped me get better. But the fact is, that happened years. Didn't happen at that seminar. You know what I mean? He was talking about, like, like a couple, like, about a year or so ago, I started smoking weed. I started working out. I'm skinny now. That All of that didn't happen literally. He didn't walk on stage, drop a pound, smoke a joint. Well, he had been so doing these the, things. Well, yeah, but so here's and then the this crazy album part just, about that, though, is and, that and he this, does drop and gain weight with ridiculous speed. But just to stay in reality, like, he... This album was like Cartoon Nightmares was probably made at the beginning of when Jay was because he literally says the line I like marijuana medicine and in the book he talks about like you know because they were probably doing demo tracks for the Wraith I imagine in 2001 you know what I mean I don't think they recorded everything in fucking six months and then mixed it. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, that's, that may be true. And I would and, only say, I because I don't know anything about their creative process, I'd actually be very curious. That's what was so... I can't that. wait till we get to Death Pop, because they, they unveiled it a little bit then. But the... Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm going to have to actually... I never really went through the additional shit. I've gone through some of it, but... That is such a... I could go down, though. But we'll, we'll stay on this. But the... Well, uh, no, we're not too so far th- from so it. So three is... Uh, I A lot of people... Because it's such a, uh, there was so many great albums and the roster was getting expanded so much at this time. I feel like a lot of people, because you can access. There's like no twisted on this. I will say that you can access these songs in other places, like you're saying, like you can find this album here and this (coughs) album there. So I think people took it for granted if you already were listening to this shit. But for a kid like me, that like this put me, helped me get into. Like listen to three six and fucking respect Vanilla Ice a little bit, and uh, made me want to listen to more of the Halloween songs that I uh, never got a chance to listen to because it was one of the first, uh, not one of the first, but uh, it, they released like every Halloween, which is another fucking every really Halloween. Good. If the, the fact that they did, that I watched the video and they did not perform every Halloween at the most recent Halloween is a fucking shame. Like. It's called Every Halloween, first and foremost, and it genuinely is, even outside of Halloween tracks, it's one of the best songs they ever did. So, or that Jay ever wrote. It's some of the best lyrics he ever wrote. And so why they don't do that song more often, I don't know. 
And I love but, Confessions, dude. I feel like that would have been even good. I think it was supposed to be on Jekyll Brothers, and I feel like it would have been good on Jekyll Brothers. Yeah, there's stuff like, I think that fucking uh, Dead End would have sounded good on Riddlebox. I think it would have been fine if they found the right place to put it, but I, like, I think the Joker's cards happen in a way where once they listen through it once, all the way through, and they're like, this is it, I think they probably, in most cases, although, and I could totally be wrong about that, so, you know, you never know, but I fucking, I will just say that this album, to me, does, it, there are good songs on it, I like a lot of them. Superstar, bro, fucking Superstar was one of the first times that Jay, like, peeled back the curtain and was kind of like, like, you like, He's talking shit, but is he? Is it a little bit of like a glimpse of like how he sees himself? You know what I mean? Like, because now that we're a little older and like you know the the curtains down a little bit, and then uh, I remember those kids' twisted sister. <laughs> what, what's the line? You're autistic. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> um, I you want to know what that one? I actually again this album is not one that I listen to a ton of because I do like a, a good amount of the songs on here. But I, I either heard them all in passing when they came out, or I just, I really was not as into this one as four. And for whatever reason, in my head, three and four were always directly side by side. For whatever reason. They came reason. out four years apart. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe four years. Yeah, we're old and we've done a lot of drugs, look, dude. Look, that's true. <laughs> that part is true. So we don't, maybe that's why. That's but, how we lump eras together. Well, well, it came out fucking literally someone's high school career apart. <laughs> it is funny when you look at it that yeah. way. Somebody's high school career on ICP, not, uh, not to mention. My high school career. Yeah, my well, high school yeah. career as well. Yeah, so. Um, well, no, but I will again say that I think there are great songs on three, but in my opinion. Take Me Home always fucking made me. Four was the I mean that again that's just my opinion I really and I, again I'm not saying there's not good songs on 3 and I'm not saying that I feel like the fundamental difference between 3 and 4 is there and I would have to look at uh, yeah this is incorrect the release on spot, Spotify release dates and not fucking okay. no that's correct. true that is true A lot but, of the, uh, but the but um, the uh I feel like there's a lot of so there's like a handful of songs, and they do this sometimes now. Well, I so here's the thing, because I remember this specifically, and here's the crazy part, because this album is infinitely longer, but most of these, or a good amount of these songs, are um, uh, rape B-side, like uh, Bodies Fly, which is crazy. That's a rape B-side. Yeah, um, dude. Uh, they, I'm trying that, to remember. There's another one that was uh, that was Hell's Pit, but I can't feels remember. so right, and it's so good. That's another one that I feel like would have worked perfectly on the album. Feels so right. Feels so right is one of my favorite fucking ICP songs of all time, and they used the bass line and feels so right on the Hell's Pit version website, and they used the instrumental from Bodies Fly, and a lot of us were looking for those beats oh, when yeah. Hell's Pit came oh, out, yeah. and they were not there, oh, no. and then this came out. Uh, a year later, and then we were like, "Oh, that's where." No, and it was shit. funny because I do remember the bodies fly beat on the website. Fuck yeah! And then and you could hear the. Ah! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Which again, it's the, that it just—it's such a testament to how good of a fucking group ICP is. They're so visual, bro. It's it's a, well, but yeah, but who the fuck even thinks of yeah. that? Yeah, like oh, just why the bodies fly into the sky and explode? Ah, oh, bang! <laughs> what? That's—it was amazing. I because it actually is like a good song. It's a fucking awesome song. It's like and then it's and then, then he explodes. No. Holy fuck! No. I really like um. Although I will also say stale. I like that one a lot. That one feels like they were talking to some people specifically. I just don't know who. You're fucking stale. Yeah, this was... A lot of those... A lot of that shit sounds like they're talking directly to somebody. I just don't know who. A lot of it, I imagine, would be in-house beefing too. People that we've known who've worked for Psychopathic and have been in those circles. Yeah. It's uh, hectic, to say the least. I can only imagine. And, uh... This is, when this came out, was the fracturing of the family era internally. We just didn't yeah, know about no, it. that's true. But, like, this is when Lavelle's getting mad about his money. Esham's getting a little fed up. Alex like, he's Abyss on this record. Alex Abyss is getting shot at. Yeah, he's planning to move to Hawaii at this point, because he sees the curve of everything. You Isn't know what I mean? Isn't it fucking remarkable that he has completely, and maybe there's an NDA, but he has never shown back up again. Alex Abyss he dipped probably, the fuck out and never came back. He made millions, I imagine, and then just fucking left. And that was always the agreement. You want to know what, though? So, yes, but the other part of it is the fact that fucking, he did, like, when you're getting shot at, that you're literally allowed to say, nope, done, sorry, guys. Yeah. You you can't make me risk my life. Yeah. And I'm not doing that, so bye. Yeah. And... It's just, like, that is one of these things where that was one of these, one of the ways where I think ICP had a really good thing where they got their money from a fucking, like, kind of the same way Tech got his money from Travis. You know what I mean? Like, the initial money to do, like, the real thing. And then it's like, okay, yeah, this is, we're going to turn this into a fucking, uh, turn this into a million dollar business. And with ICP, it's like... It's crazy how it is still happening now, but they haven't toured in five years. Yeah. Somebody just pointed that out. It's been five years since ICP went on tour. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Where they've done shows, we've seen them at the Gathering and whatnot, but... It's the last time I seen them was when I opened up for them five years ago at the Palladium. 2019. We'll make it five years this year. Was the, Okay. So 2019. Wow. That's crazy that 2019 is five years from now. Yeah. So 2019, that would have been Rock and Shock, right? That's it. Me oh, and you man. both played, bro. That's, that was a great show, oh, too. Fuck that yes, set it was, was awesome. They did fucking uh, Welcome to the... No, Welcome to the Show. The Oddity song, fucking... Oh, uh, uh, the, the Greatest, greatest show. show. Yeah. Oh, uh, they actually kind of... They've been defaulting to that show, song a little bit more. I love that. It's such a good song. I will say at Ballers, and I said that it might happen, and then it did. I'm kind of glad. They ended their first set with Here Comes the Carnival. Nice. And I love when... They, I'll, I'll always love when they do that song. That is one of my favorite songs I've ever done. Which is ironic considering the fact that it's on Yum Yum. And I try to remind people of this sometimes that there are literally just juggalos with a boombox in the fucking woods that don't have anything but the original six because that's what their brother gave them. And they don't go, they don't have the internet and they don't use a cell phone. Like, there might not be that many of them out there, but they're out there for sure. Yeah. Like, and not even just that. There are a lot of juggalos who selectively... I don't listen to nothing ICP made after the six. That yeah. was it. I don't listen to nothing. 
I never bother trying. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of juggalos out there like that, too. And I think that it's funny because Forgotten Freshness was... All of the Forgotten Freshnesses were albums that could tie all those people together because it does always have something from everything of the era. I think that's really what they really were meant to be with era markers. Definitely. Of like, I would say this almost is what was going on at the time. Certainly, that's what it was. I just wanted to give voice to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, these things may be obvious to us, but you know, the other thing too is I, you know that we look at this shit in a much deeper way than most other people. Right. Like, we don't look at Juggalo shit in the same way most people do. Most people would not assume there is any level of actual culture attached to it. They would think it's just a bunch of fucking crazy people drinking soda and taking drugs. Yeah. And they're not wrong about that part. I was going to say, they're kind of 50% right like, about no, that. Although they're 100% right about yeah. that part. But whether or not there's culture to it. Because, again, I got to tell you, I really, I've thought a lot about I think this. the level of, I was talking about this with Vicky recently. It what really, what this, this is what the world has decided. And this is the truth and this is fair. Yeah. World, this is the view. ICP, okay. Juggalos, eh, jury's out. And I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't give no, a fuck what you think but, about no, Juggalos. No, that's, that's the way true. it should always be. No, and by the way. And that's excellent that they're getting their fucking, I almost, their props no, with now. ICP, just so we can be clear, Juggalos are eh, but it used to be Juggalos were, yeah. get away. So for that alone... Juggalos and ICP have in many ways come around a corner, and that's one of the reasons why... I feel like Juggalos I'm, goes into two categories now. You either think it's as cringe as it gets, or you don't care. And they, and they used to, they I used to be... I think that a lot of people that are actually... And it doesn't happen very often. Because no, there's a definitely of, a lot of people who think it's the cringiest fucking thing oh, in the no, world. They, no, you're not wrong yeah. about that at all. I feel that way, like that about certain parts of it. Certainly. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of people, like the woman Taylor Schilling... The one that made the movie Family. I don't know if you've seen that. I actually still need to watch it. But I haven't either. Every, I haven't well, and it. here's the funny thing. Because I'm just not that drawn to really wanting to. But the whole thing is, it really was done, um, like, I'm trying to think the right way, uh, considerate. Like, they actually did have, like, people that were actual juggalos that they were talking to. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Mankini was one of them, but that they were actually like getting involved with the culture and they were trying to actually look at it objectively. And so that movie is very like, it, it, it again, it was one of these steps towards the mainstream where people are starting to look and realize, oh, these people actually do have a certain amount of um, culture to them or at least there is something more than just... There's a thought process to the artistry. You know what I mean? No, like, I would... And I, mean, I, and I, no, I hope so. And I think that like... At a surface level, because of what it is, clowns throwing soda, you think that, like, there's maybe, like, like they're just phoning it in, but in reality, it's, like, 35 years of law. No, no, I, no <laughs> you really. Know, like, you want to know what, though? I got to tell you, and my, re my recent experiences with uh, Papers and Gases uh, helped me realize this. Uh, is that how much Juggalo shit really is. And this is for better or for worse. I don't necessarily feel good or bad about it. I just believe that it's true. That Juggalo shit is 100,000% undeniably the evolution of hippie and dead culture specifically. Right. Like, because as far as I'm concerned, Juggalos are angry deadheads. Right. Not because of the music necessarily, 
but because of the specific mix of pretty much all the drugs because everything i've ever known about real deadheads like anybody that really got down with the walking dead with the, uh, the grateful dead <laughs> walking dead. i know right that really got down with the grateful dead it was always hippies that were at the fringe right you know what i'm saying like hippies that were a little bit dark like again because the idea that it was the grateful dead the death was still a part of it I don't know, man. All the people, like, I guess, you know, in the early 2000s, it was like that with the Grateful Dead. But I feel like it's been co-opted by oh, college well, no, well, students. Oh, no, right. Oh, no, not anymore. Yeah. Oh, now with Dead & Company is a totally different thing. Different experience. I went to a Grateful Dead show. What I went like to this? a, you know have what? you ever gone to a Dead I show or not, a fish show have, or any of that shit? I've gone. I'm not a big fan of jam bands. I fell asleep. I saw uh, the Disco Biscuits once. Disco Biscuits is one of my, not favorite, but they're almost closer to, like, funk and psychedelic. Like, they don't twiddle on, like, fucking, for, like, they'll, they'll jam, you know what I mean? But, I don't know. I feel like they're a little more diverse. Fishes. <laughs> no, listen, to... bro. I know about bands like OAR and the String Cheese Incident. Like, yeah. I know, I know I about went, jam bands. I went, I went just for the drugs in the early 2000s. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying, though, but... is that that's more or less what it comes down to. Because I really think about this really think about how how much uh, balloons have become this thing at the gathering and how I remember the the chargers and the whip that was always a thing right it was just way less pronounced back then the whole thing I'm not a fan a, of that to be completely honest no I, I said that to you oh off, no for off, sure yeah I don't like how much it's conflated with drugs and stuff like that well no but like, here's the problem though and it's just it's, it's, it's there's no the, turning back and I was the, on the drug bridge no, it's, it's just me no, next but to you listen, but I know that. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying, is that it's not just... Because think about this. Every music scene is drug-centric. All of them. Right. Every single fucking one is drug-centric. But it, it's almost like a meme, like juggalo no, meth head no, hashtag. You wanna, no, you, you want to know, know what? Like, but so here's the problem. Is we've that seen them. That's, yeah, but you want to know what? You're right. But how, out of that... There's still plenty of people that are drug addicts that have no idea who ICP are. And there are plenty of ICP fans that are not drug addicts, they're just drug users. This is my point, is that when you are a community built on outliers and addicts, which is absolutely what juggalos are in many cases, most cases you could even say, that is inherently going to bring it along. It's, it's, I'm not, I don't think that juggalo culture is so drug centric because they like juggalos just want to do drugs so bad i think it's because this community is ripe with so much real fucking trauma and like fucking craziness and just drama in a lot of ways excuse me like real drama like the the like real problems you know, like illnesses, fucking, you know, your family's losing the fucking house because of foreclosure or whatever. All kinds of shit. Like, I think that juggalos, for whatever reason, have this, just this aura about them that seems to bring around a lot of this negativity. And that's going to bring drugs no matter what. And it's, uh, here's the other thing. In most cases, it's alcohol. In most cases, because that's the drug. And, you know, marijuana is becoming legal in a lot of places, so that's helpful. But alcohol is the number one drug that is readily available and legal to consume. And that, I genuinely think, is why so many people drink. Because people need drugs somehow to feel better about themselves or feel better about the world or whatever. And 
alcohol is the only thing socially they've ever been told they're allowed to do. But the difference is, in again, in hippie culture, because that's, I really, Juggalos really, again, I think Juggalos just violent hippies. I think that's, like, that's a broad generalization, and we obviously know that it goes deeper than that, but I genuinely do think that is a good representation. Right. That Juggalos are angry hippies. Because they're, again, it is not only drug-centric, but also you have to think about psychedelic-centric. Not every scene has people tripping it. Right. Or to the level that Juggalos do trip, mm-hmm. which, you know, fucking scene. Like, and it's so funny to me, because what would you even call a wook in the Juggalo community? Isn't that just, like, all of them? I mean, I've tried to coin uh, sun-dried Juggalo over the past few well, years. Well, so, no, you have said that, no, and there are many. Klaus, you know. Well, no, well, so Klaus is... Here's the other thing. The I Juggalo... say, Klaus, I feel like, goes way deeper. That's not relegated to just Juggalos. Anybody could be a fucking Klaus. Anybody could be a Klaus, but it does come from that world. No, that's... You know? All right, that's fair. Um, that is fair. All these things were made within that world. This is true. And I'll never not acknowledge that. But the, uh... Yeah, every, what's cool about it is that there's, you know, every crew has a different word, like let, you know, or sun-dried juggalo, or whatever, and then it'll change. That has been getting popular, let. Let's be, yo, we used to say that for fucking years. Same thing with fucking two whoops and all that shit, you know, like, I, I... I would be insane to get hung up on it, but like we were saying off air, there's been a lot of things that I've said and stuff over the years that, like, and people around and it gets popular. And I think it's cooler that it just becomes, like, fucking... Same. Like, you know what I mean? Bro, everybody but, says the carnival provides now. I love that shit. But a wook would be kind of... You could... I think the general... <laughs> la- la- but here's the other thing. And that's why the Juggalo culture is so dumb. Like, fucking, there's probably a lot of people that, and I know there is, because there was people who were getting mad, like, when I, because, like, when I was going to the gatherings a lot and shit, like, the, the whole, di- like, there was, like, a dickhead crew, and they, we all said lead a lot, like, kind of, like, talking down on more, like, fucking meth mouth retards that you motherfuckers are out there. You know what I mean? Like, and that was, like, like. They are out there. And I. I dialed back because, like, I can be ruthless, and then I can be influential. So, like, one thing, it turns into somebody getting slapped eventually. That's where it ends up, you know, like, and that's why I peeled away, you know what I mean, eventually. Because there are a bunch of idiots, and it's a lot easier, and that's why that, hold on, hold on. I think the term changes constantly in the juggalo world, where it's not, like, constantly wook. Like you'll so and how why you do that is to avoid direct competition. So then you can be like, "What's up, Let?" And then if they're an idiot, they'll be like, "Fucking." You know, I gotta tell you, and (laughs) and I don't and I that's the thing. Like and that's why. Because listen, bro, I gotta tell you, and uh, my because I remember this from my first couple of years gathering was like uh, some like some dude was calling me Dave Nut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I was never, like, until I found my people, I was never, like, a cool guy, and I definitely... I'm not a cool guy either, dude. I think the Juggalo scene gives you an opportunity to kind of explore the hierarchy that is the world, period. And, like, if you can be a nerd who will experience the same social hierarchies that exist 
literally no matter what. I don't know, man. I, uh, the, in my, in the early years. I've watched you be a cool my... juggalo, period. I've watched you go from being like, you got to walk, like ride a cot and be a cool juggalo. And then there's other people who fucking will look at you objectively. That's like the microcosm of the whole scene. Or okay, well, I, you know, to be clear, I'm pretty sure what you're talking about is when we were bringing our shit back up the hill. Typically speaking, I do not. And here's the funny thing, because realistically, and this is my point, back then, back, you know, in all them years ago, that was when I was honestly just some fucking dude. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody cared who I was. And that's and, life. Yeah, well, and so this is the thing, is that I still, to this day, do not operate as though I have any fucking additional market value than any other person out there. And no, but you can I learn. You can learn, and what the the gathering. Bro, my allowed. point is that the shit was real clicky back then, and to act it's, like wait, it's, it's clicky as hell now. What are you yeah, talking well, about? Yeah, well, that's kind of my point. Is yeah, that it's never I, not been clicky. Yeah, and I, that's kind of my point. Is that I generally that's humans. You can't escape it in the juggalo yeah, yeah, world, no, bro. I, yeah, you Sorry, might be still right, humans. But... Is it still humans? Yep. So they're gonna do the basic psychological shit humans do, and then yeah, we'll lament well, about it. I mean, one way or another. The moral technique mean... talked about, I forget the exact quote, but he talked about how, like, when any movement gets over a certain amount of people, whatever the, were the unique, inclusive, like, aspects of it oh, well, will eventually listen, no, get stripped I've, away, I, and you will probably... be subject to what human hierarchy always well, no, inevitably comes into play. Well, and I if you don't that's... believe that, just log on the internet and get little into the juggalo world. You'll see well, yeah, but so all kinds kind of, of shit that speak exactly to what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but that's kind of what and I'm you, saying. You've been lucky. Like, you've that... got to live through several iterations of different crew where you have been like you don't realize it because you have equity in this world that you don't really because you're not a prick you don't like look at it like that subjectively but or well, no because I look no I look at things objectively, objectively and I recognize yeah. that everybody every single member of the juggalo scene every single artist that we have ever known every single fucking one of them does not do rap as a job None of them, aside from the people at the very, very top. None of them do rap as a job. Most of them just try to get money out of it, which you can do with a hobby. It's a doable thing. I had to come to grips with this some time ago uh, in recognizing that that's the only way I'm ever going to be able to do it where it's fun again, is if I don't care about what the fuck I like. Wanting to make money is sure, it is good. And wanting to do things that will make money is good. But it still makes more sense to me to just do what feels right and do what, like, whatever is telling you in your head that's like, this is the thing that I should do. This is what makes sense to me. And this is what I am going to follow and what I am going to expound upon. That, for me, has become juggalo shit and juggalo music. It is something that I think about constantly. It is something that I, you know, ponder at great length. And I think that it is, you're absolutely right. It's the kind of thing that nobody is ever going to be able to put any kind of a clamp on. It's There's obviously not going to be anybody that's up at the top of it. Even fucking ICP is not at the top of the Juggalo heap. They're just inside of it. And they exist, and they, or everything orbits around it. Right. But it fucking, it's still just, it's there and part of it. Because, and my whole thing is this, that 
seeing people because I remember being at the gathering and feeling fucking scared of walking up to these people because it's like, you know, again, you get too fucking close and you start, you know, get start getting fucked with. I don't know any of these people. I'm fucking 14, 15 years old or 16, 17 hour old. I was my fucking first gathering. But, like, I remember having that feeling of like, oh, I, you know, I'd like to fucking talk to those people. And I will say, I think that there is more inclusiveness now. But here's the sad part about it. Definitely. Well, but so here, here's the sad part about it, is that what comes with that, and this is why I say that this shit is very multifaceted, is like what we talked about, how it's not like it used to be, and how it doesn't feel as dangerous. And so it, that's what that is essentially a trade-off where there has to not be. Not even the the not the cut you off, not the just like the danger aspect, but to speak to how the well, you, no, the danger was just how I quantify it. I just you know that's I know like yeah the, yeah. But like, but the way that things were different, they were different because they didn't adhere to what ends up being the same old social fucking hierarchies. Because a lot of it goes to social media, and a lot of it we can point to Hog Rock being the yeah. last of it because there was a lack of that. You, That's your phone true. didn't work. That is a fact. So that you lived like within the moment, and there wasn't this instant gratification. Like, I take this, I'm online, I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, it was you're there. And you're I fucking go to that like, end. and I and I, I know that's not I know that younger people and younger people both probably do that and don't do that. Well, no, you know I, what would I mean, just and that's say cool at the it. gathering, I noticed, and I actually I'm sure that it'll come up in my memories. Um, at the gathering last year, I for sure have posted. I haven't looked at my phone in hours. Like I really routinely at the gathering, I don't even remember that I have a phone until I need something. Right. Like, but I agree. That at Hog but Rock, I see people posting because I haven't gone. Oh no! Abs- oh like, no! A people thousand. Are definitely. Oh no! Listen, Legend Valley the, is uh, that, like, bro. I saw a fucking picture. So that social feedback does. There's something there. In years, I read a book on television a while, like years ago, that changed my life. And I, I can't. I gotta look for this. This one author. She actually got fired from Harvard because she was talking about how Meta like worked with the government to like shape American society. And then Harvard was like, "Yeah, never mind. Fucking gone." And um, there's gonna be some books written about how bad this is for us. Like as social, we're a social animal, and like this is doing something to us. And like, and we, I can. Oh well, no, like, you wanna know what the sad part not about it's it is? Great. No, listen. Let me tell you something. It's actually kind of a shame because while there is truth to that, the only thing, the only thing that can be done is that we can be taught to live within it correctly because it is you never going away. can't put going, the genie in back away. in the bottle. Exactly. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Exactly. It's already a thing where I thought about like Uber. If Uber and Lyft just both fucking floundered somehow and just like somehow we have no idea how, just shut their doors, shut the app off, you can't never do this again some new company would pop up and take their place because the ride-sharing thing, it's a, we need this thing, we have this thing, we need this thing. So, social media well, has cabs been cabs would come back, you know. Well, when... yeah, but here's the problem. The cab unions have been fucking, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> like, literally, we're talking about the fucking cab unions on the carnival grounds. The things have fucking reached a new low. But, no, listen, bro, I absolutely agree that Hog Rock, and it makes it a shame for me, where Hog Rock was one of the was the first time that I played the gathering, but those guys, that gathering was not great for me. I was a sun-baked fucking juggalo in the worst juggalo, of ways. baby. In the worst of We've ways. We've all been there. In the worst of ways. My back bubbled up yellow because I didn't wear a fucking shirt the first day, 
and I didn't put on sunscreen. Was that 2008? Yes. <gasps> yeah, that year. The sun was fucking right here. No, 2007 was the year I slept behind the stage with uh, uh, rolling papers in my ears. Because <laughs> I thought they warned us because it was the first year at Hog Rock. They were like, be careful because there's chiggers or something that will might get in your ears. So somebody told me that, some, oh, that was in my head. Oh, I, believe I, I believe it. I believe. And I remember that. right before passing out, being like, "Fuck, I got nothing for my ears." So then I fucking took the rolling papers and stuffed them in my fucking ears before I went to sleep. Oh my lord, no! 2008 was my year of way too much acid at once. Oh man, 2008 was. Uh, I did a lot of. No, that, hog rock. Can't believe. I think both hog rock a lot was of genuinely. Because here's the thing. People don't want to think about it like this, or maybe they don't, or maybe they do. I don't know. But at Legend Valley, and Legend Valley is great. They don't fuck with you. You can do basically whatever you want as long as you're not completely fucking stupid about it. Hog Rock, the fucking police were like 20 miles, like like 10 miles away, (laughs) if they were even coming. Yeah. First of all, they came when that dude died. Remember when the Connie stabbed somebody? No, so I do know. That did not happen the year that I went You weren't there when they, like, pulled out guns near the fucking, uh... What do you call it? The spasmatic, uh... Oh, bro. Right there. Oh, no, I don't doubt that for a fucking second. Yeah, it was crazy. No, listen, bro. The, uh, but uh, what it was, the was here not for nothing. one carnival worker stabbed another carnival worker and then oh. ran off into the grounds. And then, like, the cops came and they were, like, looking for him. And then we all started, like, harassing the cops. And then one of the cops pulled his gun. I'll never forget that. He was like, back the fuck up. Because, and I was on mad fucking acid. Because we were all sw- It was one cop car. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. maybe there was two or three. But the amount of people... Uh versus cop car like cop cars they were getting fucked oh no you absolutely know, like, if, no, if it, well, it came listen, down to he, it let me tell you like this if it came down to it he'd take a couple juggalos out oh yeah but they'd have fucking got him yeah they'd have got him all yes yeah like i was like but, real zombie shit no people, well because well, the know. fact is i'm like i really and if you watch a family underground you can see it a little bit especially because if you look at that i'm so high segment it's a little shameful but it's also real so like Bro, and at the, that the whole reason the drug bridge could exist because it was fucking wild west country. It really there. was the wild wild west. And bro, and that's the thing is that you had said wild, this. Wild wild midwest. That you had said this, and I think it was spot on, especially for where it happened because, um, that was a place where criminals used to congregate, cave in rock. Like I remember listening to a podcast about it. I can't remember the name of the bro- uh, the brothers that were rolling up through that area, but that area, the caves and shit was where a lot of criminals and whatnot hung out and did shit. So the idea that Juggalo culture came and fucking, and then just exploded. (laughs) In this little ass town, dude. Well, no, because it, it, bro, I, well, here's the thing. I really think that there was, and maybe it's not still like this, but I think there was a wild criminal element uh, much more involved back then. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's quite to the level that it used to be, but that's what I'm saying. Like the the fucking the uh, why can't I think that the fucking environment was so much more lawless and so much more like genuinely outlaw. Yeah. Like that's one of these things where Juggalo culture isn't really outlaw culture anymore. There are still Juggalo outlaws, but they mostly hang back. It's not really an outlaw culture. 
Mm-hmm. And there was a time for sure where, again, we talked about this before, where the kinds of people that used to come to ICP shows, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, excuse me, it was a different fucking breed. Especially, like, shout out to the Green Villain. Uh, I've been seeing him a little bit more recently. He right there is one of them old, old school juggalos. He don't give a fuck what nobody has to say about nothing. He don't care what you like. He don't care. I know the shit that I know. I remember the fucking days. I was there for the fucking, for the six. I was there for all of that shit. What the fuck were you? And like, he's a bad motherfucker and fucks with Ouija Mac, heavy. So, and he's OG as fuck. And so that is why I maintain to this day that whether or not you like Ouija Mag, a lot of OGs fuck with him. And at that point, if they, if there are OGs that feel like he's doing the culture justice, then you just have to be able to agree to disagree like people have to on Twisted. Yeah. Dark Lotus and what have you. Speaking of Twisted, they're almost pretty much absent, minus the Homies remix. Oh, we're talking on, about uh, four, Forgotten yeah. Freshness 4. No, that is... Uh, well, I also and look at this. This oh, was another oh, album so that uh, I mean another. That's why it's so long. There's a few tracks, yeah, because of the Halloween. We're not yeah, going to talk re- about the Halloween. Well, no, tracks. we're not we'll going to. Well, no, we, we can do that because they officially released that. I think a year or two later, and yeah, we can do that. Yeah, because they because there's thirty now, you yeah, know. Right. Well, although I will say, uh, Wicked Halloween is it, just as a quick aside, is genuinely one of the best songs they have ever done. And but honestly though, Madhouse uh, was one of oh, the, oh Madhouse is nasty and I I remember when they talked about doing that song because Tech Nine second was that, time it was the second time no, was the, no this was the first one because they did Scream after this huh Madhouse was the first time Tech Nine and ICP did a song for sure yeah you're right the first track what about Thug Pit no the first uh, I I guess yeah I guess that counts. But it might have been around the same time. This was the first actual song. Yeah. No, and Madhouse is such a dope track. It's nasty. So good. It's this house that's gone mad. I'm as sane as can be. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, and Tech killed that. Yeah, here's the thing. Tech actually was one of the reasons he did that song, I think, is because it eventually came back around that he gave Twisted a uh, recycled verse. And fucking people were like, I don't know about all that. You sure? And Tech didn't really have the, the that much pull back then. No. Where he could just be like, ah, oh, whatever, I don't give a fuck. And that's why... Hawaii, Although I think he was smart to do what he did and continue to work with him like he did. I knew Tech through, at this point, only through the collab on Green Book, because I, by this point, was listening to Twisted and, I, uh, and the Thug Pit song, and then I heard this song, and I was like, who... I want to hear more of this motherfucker. And you know, you know what? That's fair. The way that and I... because this was the guy, not to like talking about drug shit. I at this point was like heavy getting into sure. like grown mushrooms, yeah, acid, I all that. And he goes revel in madness, in ecstasy, shrooms, and acid. And that's when I was just like, oh yeah, like this is the motherfucking guy. And then I listened to uh, Tech Nine. I think Tech Nine Experience might have been the first like track that I. Uh, well, oh so, no, no! Wait a minute! It was the whole album of uh, is that Absolute Power? Absolute Power. Yeah, it was that whole experience. album actually. Yeah. Oh no! And so listen, it was a funny thing for that me. That came out right around this time, actually. The way think. that the way that I came upon um, nah. Tech Nine's music was somebody introduced me to him. I don't know who it was, but somebody was telling me about 
oh, this is a dude, he's about to, you know, he's starting to blow up, he's going to do a track with Twist. And so I searched him online, and I found Be Warned. And do you know Be Warned? It's the one that has the exorcist music at the beginning. Oh, Everybody nice. does bang, fall. I'm a killer with a chainsaw. Well, maybe I do know that. That's like a name, y'all. Change y'all. Fucking, fucking. Want to get a piece of America? I used to know. But I'm also not going to say those words. So there's that. But um, one way or another, I heard that and I was just like, ooh, who is this fast rapping chainsaw having motherfucker? Let's see what this is all about. And I also got put on to Andre Nicotina right around the same time. Oh, no shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the best songs ever. Yeah. But, I like um, the song Killer Whale, dude. I think I know that one. I'm a Pisces, but I'd rather be a killer whale. <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers that just can't tell. I'm a Pisces, but I'd rather be a killer whale. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty dope, though. Yeah. I fucks with that. No, but so, I really do think that uh, 4 had the, uh, the superior tracks, personally. But... Uh, that's also... Nobody Move of Mac 10. Oh, my God. That's one of the best collabs ever. But it also... Forgotten Fresh is, like, one of the only places it could exist. It's not like... That track wouldn't have made sense anywhere else. Unless they put on, like, some Killjoy Club shit. And they I feel like had, this this one was... Uh, Wicked did, Rapper's Delight was a good one, too. And a lot of these songs were made for this uh, specifically, which was uh, kind of a new thing for Forgotten Freshness. Oh, tracks, is that, oh, really? So I even, actually didn't know that. Even uh. Panties. Uh, panties might have been a throwaway from Fuck the Fuck Off because they Wasn't were... Pull your panties to the side? Yeah, and that... Pull the panties to the side. That seemed like... I thought that was a super villain to be said. Mm. Pull your panties to the side. Maybe Lavelle definitely is. Lavelle's definitely on it, and did the beat. I'm pretty sure. And because this is the Lavelle, and this would be you would quantify as the supervillains era. Um, they did what I started to call Juggalo club music a little bit. This was the beginning of that era with songs like Clown Walk and Panties, right. where it's like slightly, it's like Juggalo club music. What else would you call Clown Walk and... Oh, no, Clown Walk fucking... is... Oh, no, I, the, the, I've actually, I've never tried to do it, but I think the Clown Walk can be an actual dance if you do it right. Put your left leg up. One eighty. Turn it around. You can fucking find a way. You can stomp in a circle. That shit was. That's such a dope song, and it's again. It's one of these tracks that fucking really could only exist on Forgotten Freshness. Pretty sure they recorded it. No, you know what they said? I because I we're all going off memory and looking at Spotify screens here. Yeah, but I had the booklet back in the day, and I'm almost positive they said that that one was for um it was a song they did for ballers, like that they would play it, but bit at uh ballers. No, I know you're talking like the original, like, the, the the original uh, ba- ballers. Yeah, ballers parties in, uh, New, in, in New York, fucking in Detroit. Um, I'm pretty sure they said they did it as like almost like a joke for <coughs> after parties because that's where they would do no no fago sets notoriously. Right, right, right. So I think that's where uh, where that track was uh, debuted or origins of that the clown walk. Um, you know what's really uh, what's really dope and you know, people did. hate is the fucking uh, if you can't beat them join them because it can be very annoying. But I like it. No, Probably because it's annoying. If they can't beat them, join them. I mean, they're right. Uh, I like the list of people you can't beat 
but have to join. The J goes off at the end. Because he's like, you know, serial killers. Uh, you know, fuck the bodies. And then, like, two fucking sentences later, he's like, you know, people would be fucking dead bodies and shit. They were really, they had, like, the fucking patent on necrophilia from the 90s into the early 2000s. Yeah, well, that's also probably because they did tracks like fucking Cemetery, Cemetery Girl. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, we said it on that episode. They were the <coughs> seminal group to do it, and then it's been done many times over. Oh, yeah, now um, you want to know what? The, uh, I just seen it, uh, Lisa Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That looks like it's going to be good. We're talking about that girl. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think of another, uh, the, uh, Swallow This Nut is pretty funny, too. Well, no, you want to know what I was going to say. How do you like the Mikey Clark uh, remixes? They were pretty good. I, Mikey Clark tends not to disappoint, but the whole thing is... Did you ever of, listen to the Wraith remix albums? Eh, I probably listened to it once for posterity, but it's been such a long time. <laughs> There's a couple. There's a, well, I have no, to. Re, I have thing, to. Re, I don't even know if they're on streaming anywhere. I hate to probably not. I hate to say it, but that was a cash grab. I'm pretty sure. Just like left. I genuinely, in a lot of ways, when it comes to Joker's card shit specifically, it really the experience is the experience, and it's very rare that I've heard songs that could step outside of that. And still, like, I'm even trying to think, like, the Mr. Johnson's Head remix is because it's only a couple of lines that are changed. Yeah. Basically the same. Oh, I love the remix. No, I love it. And this is my point, is that it's rare that stuff like that happens. And then to do a whole album where you just flip in the beats, it's kind of like, I don't know. It was a final cash grab because they didn't know what to do next. That's I mean, there what might my, be, I, there might be some truth to that. I don't know whether or not that's actually Alex the case, left, but I think there might the be roster was falling apart. They were used to this schedule of releases, but had a new overhead that they didn't know how to deal with because their guy left. And that's one thing they said at the seminar at my first gathering I went to. It was the smallest ICP seminar I ever went to at the Muddleos gathering, and they were the most candid that they ever were. And they were like, "What happened with Alex?" That was one of the first questions. What happened with Alex? And they said the shotgun shit. And um, yeah, I think what they said was he didn't take any money, but he didn't. He left bills unpaid. That's what right, was whack that's, that he, that's, that's what he that's did. right. I fucking forgot about So, that. all of a sudden, it wasn't like they took money, but he just never followed up with, like, who knows how many different... Just like the skits we all know famously. You have a bill of $100,000. Please give us a call, you know, from Bizarre. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, I don't... I, I was going to say, I think it was... Uh, $100,000. One way or another. Well, you know what? It, no, it was a lot of. Yo, money. it could be. Uh, it could be. At this, no, at this point, you record a whole then, album. Fucking. No, that's true. See, that's kind of what I'm saying. In like, a professional studio. Exactly. You're looking at about like, uh, you know, maybe not a hundred thousand, but maybe actually. No, many several thousands. For yeah, sure. and especially if you were paying for the engineer, because you pay, you gotta pay for like time, the engineer. That is an interesting you know. thing where being in the studio like that. It's like, because again, I always think of the way that I've made songs where I'm like writing to the beat before I get there. 
and their whole idea is go in there and just like, oh, well, okay, so let's just make a song. Start making the music. Have you ever like made a song from the ground up like that? No. Nah. It's awesome. No, that's I, what, that's no, what I, I Dude, I haven't had a fucking producer I could, that was good enough to... I miss those or, days. Like, I, I, th- I was never able to work with somebody who I... Their work was at a level, at a standard where I wanted to work with them like that, and I could afford to work with them. Right. So, I've just mostly written to beat. Someday, I'm going to fucking get there, but I also, I want that to... Happen organically. Yeah, I want it to happen properly. But again, like I'm saying, bro, with this, uh, excuse me, project that I want to start uh, fleshing out, uh, that's definitely going to be part of it, because that pro- that's more or less going to be the way that some of it needs to get made but one way or another um i do think it's cool that these albums have always been a, like a look into the studio you know what i'm saying i feel like that really is what forgotten freshness has always been with the extra skits and the remixes and the fucking you know b-sides and whatnot i think that i think like you said too the time capsules for each era exactly well that's what i'm saying a look into the studio during that time yeah like, and that is, because you have to imagine, the studios back then must have been wild places. Like, Well, it also depends. It depends, because they, for a few things, I've seen, I don't know if you've ever looked at the old footage of them in the fun house back in the day. Like, right footage, with, no, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's nasty. It's like young Jay with the fucking flat top in Mike Clock's house. That's the fun house, right, like, right. fucking... And he's, like, doing the toy box beat. And you can barely hear him because it's an old fucking video. But, like, Shaggy's recording it and Jay is writing on the paper, like, the lyric. And it's just, like, the drum and the bass for toy box. And Jay's rapping it. And then, like, they're put, plugging in samples as he's rapping it. You know what I mean? No paint. Um, but they... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've said a lot. Like, they don't get fucked up, like, in the studio like that. Oh, no, and I don't necessarily even mean drugs. I just mean... Oh, just the process, how they go off. Oh, it must be nuts. Look at the fucking music that they make. Yo, uh, have you ever... I mean, yo, there's so many examples of how Jay has lost his mind in the booth, dude. Like, with squealing, screaming, and, and then Shaggy's drunk scream that he's had, fucking... That even if he isn't drunk... They don't do that. Even if he, uh, even if he isn't wasn't drunk, he always sounded like he was fucking a bottle of vodka himself, screaming. You know what I mean? That fucking guttural fucking shaggy scream. You know? And uh, they even they played it out, and we'll talk about that album. We got to talk off air about the next order episodes, but. They actually maxed it out during the Supervillains album, Shaggy's Drunk Scream. They, they like, they're like, okay, that's all you're gonna do, actually, for this album. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> and his exa- well, yeah, well, no, but he was doing all the scratching. Yeah, and the hooks, yeah. Which, Shaggy's scratch is super dope. I'm sad that he doesn't do more of that shit, man. I loved the era when Clay and him would battle at the Gathering. You ever seen them battle, dude? It's fucking no. nasty. I, I'm so blessed uh, to have seen some cool ass shit uh, at the gathering, dude. No, because you know what? I got This say, was no. like the middle of the okay, night the at way, the near Lake Hepatitis, and though. Listen, this is something stage. I want to point out because you said something to me last week, and it kind of stuck in my craw a little bit. What was it? About how I was, I guess I was criticizing you at the time when Death Pop came out. And 
you were like pretending to me be me, and I like you'll just listen to that. You'll listen to anything they no, make. It was and when maybe it I was, did say it that. It was when we would go. Ma- it wasn't when Death Pop came out. It was no, when no, we were... but whatever it was. My point is this: that I'm sorry that at the time I had not suffered enough to understand the music properly. <laughs> But that's that's the silly way of saying it. The reality is my palate genuinely had not refined. And this is why I brought, I'm saying this, because genuinely, if I was there that year and I heard about a battle between Clay and Shaggy, I probably wouldn't even gone. Really? And just at the time, it wouldn't have been interesting to me. It was Because cool. I was way more interested in just the going out and doing crazy shit and meeting people, especially at those gatherings. I gotcha. So I just, like seeing riders, I made sure to do that. Seeing Lotus, oh, you know, I made sure to do that. They didn't miss any of the main sets. Blaze had a real How big I set. found that was through just like that wasn't oh, I like believe that. that wasn't like an advertised thing. It. That was just like at I, four o'clock in I the morning. I, Jay's uh, Clay's cutting wait, up. Like, so what year was that? It was either sometime. You gotta ask me what year it was. It was sometime between 2007 and 2010. Okay, so some never mind. one of those. Years. I remember. I remember a time. Shaggy was still drinking. Put it that way. Interesting. I'm trying to I'm remember. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm that's try- that's purely speculation. I'm trying to Wait, rem- I did drink of them one of those times. Though. I'm trying to remember what year it was because I'm trying to think if it would have been in the same building. There was this like one building that was right off the path where it was real small and they had somebody DJing in there. And I'm like 90% sure that either Clay or Shaggy was in there. So I was thinking maybe. Oh I wait a minute! Be... Did you go to the Muddlelows gathering? Yes. So at the at that year there was a shack there, and I I didn't even okay. get that. Yeah, and that was in, in the All middle right. of fucking nowhere, so and I it was make... Shaggy's beach shack or oh, something. Oh no, well, uh, so... I didn't even make it to that because it was my first gathering, and I was just fucking. See, I do, I, and so I do remember being there. I couldn't tell you one song no, no, no. they played, but I do remember it. I do remember it. Happening. We're talking about two. Those are two different things. So I uh, know that battle enough. did not happen and at so that that's... shack. And that shack also, was a place, and then the fucking which, battle and again, happened that's why I was, at a whole other, at Hog Rock. The reason why I guess I was even bringing that up was same thing. I didn't mean to get there. It was just, I'm just walking the fucking trail at, in the middle of the night, and then just, lo and behold, Do you remember the tiny ass? This... You remember tiny ass Club Chaos that year? Of course I do. In the middle of the fucking forest, and it was like as big as this room. That was the fucking, that was the first year they let me perform. Only year they let me, let me perform, because they kind of stopped doing it. At the Muddalows? Yeah. Hell yeah. The very last night after I Yo, played. I remember. There are pictures of me wearing a fucking clean white shirt that I somehow kept clean the whole weekend. And fucking. At the Muddalows? Oh yeah, I must have just kept it in the bag the whole time. I don't even know yes, how I yeah. did it. Oh man. But, yeah, oh, I, no, the Muddalos year, that was, oh, man, that I was seen, the first year I did ecstasy. I've seen sure. Project, I did some fire acid, and then I hung out with Danny Boone at a at a, at a a fucking campsite, the lead singer from Rehab, because he was supposed to play at Club Chaos, but he got lost, and then he was just at some Juggalos website with me, Johnny Dreadlocks, website? and Boppo. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some Juggalos website in the middle Yo. of the woods. <laughs> we had mobile internet. From Ricochet. <laughs> oh, yo. But how much, how many good times? That's one thing that's so magical about the gathering is like getting to hang out with people that you grew up like oh, yeah. listening to, you know? Oh, no. And by the way, I don't know if you've had it that doesn't, privilege. well, no. I, well, so Isham was the only time it ever happened where he rolled up and uh, he was at a campsite I was hanging out. We were smoking. I couldn't even tell you what we talked about. He was real cool, though. 
And uh, Ishan's one of the no, most Ishan is, that, that's what I was about to say. Everything that I've heard about that man is that he's super chill, generally speaking. And, uh, I don't oh, shit. But, um, no, so, I don't think it happens as much anymore. There was a time where it was a little bit, you want to know what, not for nothing? I think that there was a time back then where the members of Psychopathic actually could roll around more freely and feel like they could actually just kind of hang out and not get fucked with. And that but, also was the environments we're talking about where there wasn't internet, so they probably didn't feel as, like... Like, I had watched. We all had disposable cameras, and I made... One year, uh, OE, yes, gave, <laughs> one year OE gave me a camera. He was, like, locked up or something. And so I had... I remember I had Boondocks calling him a bitch and, like, and shit like uh, that. I'd love to know... But now I'm thinking about it. Where the hell is that camera? There's like, there's probably a lot of good shit on that fucking that uh, uh, that camcorder. Camcorder. Yeah, it's literally oh, like a camcorder. I don't know who knows what the fuck that thing is. Oh man, oh bro. But no, yeah, there's, no, you there's, had... a, there's a video somewhere. Who knows where? But there's a video somewhere of me the day uh, we fucking uh, the the day Hell's Pit came out. And we were having a party. I think we talked about it at the uh, the Red Roof Inn in Secaucus. And fucking, that was when I found out that I was gonna uh, make. Well, that when I found out that you wanted to talk to me. And th- again, it's on like one of the like a, a cassette video. And I don't know where the fuck it is. But if it is, that party was wild. Like, and it's got so many different people from fucking back in the day that just oh man, lots of homies. Um, but I remember. The, the gathering was also this kind of thing where, and, and just, you know, still is, where, like, even people that, like, it is a good place to get a taste of juggalo culture. Like, if you can stand to do a festival for a few days, if you've ever been interested in juggalo shit, it is worthwhile to come check out once. Right. But, at the same time, it's still a gathering. So, like, I don't know. I, I again, I, I'm... You, Segwaying a little bit from Forgotten Freshnesses, but I, I think that the Forgotten Freshnesses always were, and to that end, with the gathering, an expression not even just of again, you know, like looking to the studio during the time, but also like, excuse me, an expression of the culture of just like what it, what is actually going on, because it's broad, but you can still see what's going on, and not for nothing, most of the gangbanger shit was on Forgotten Freshness because that was Hey Vato and uh, why can't I think of uh, I think it's uh, Clown Love I can't think of the name of the song right now I'm fucking stuff this shit right but they weren't really talking like they you know the Forks Up Forks Down they talked about that shit but they just said Forks Up Forks Down on Ringmaster they didn't get that heavy into talking about gang shit specifically whereas on fucking Forgotten Freshness that you know again that was different episodes, motherfucker. Hey, whatever, man. We're fucking you're circling so back. all over the place. Hey, yeah, let's you're wrap right. this shit up. Man, fuck you. <laughs> now what he's talking about. Now he's talking about Forgotten Freshness, fucking two and three, which we already did. Well, two and th- uh, two and three. What are you talking I about? I mean, we're w- doing three and four. What oh, <laughs> See, this fucking guy. We're doing very well. We're doing, chrono, we're, first of all, we're, doing, we're doing fine. Uh, we're doing great. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, man. This is just fucking, quite frankly, we should just, because we talk about the albums or whatever, but we should just fucking 
make just make albums fucking have shows about whatever just, we should talk just make shit. albums it's more bro. fun well we should <laughs> we should do that I need to I again I'm telling you bro I'm seeing about making this fucking I I, I, I have not been as interested in a fucking project yeah in, in as in a very long time as what I'm trying to do and it's also just something that I have again I've ruminated on this for a long time it's not something that I'm doing because it's just like oh yeah this will move or because I don't know that it will it just in my head I look at it and I see the vision and it's like yeah that definitely makes sense like that at a bare minimum can become a persona or a facet of the of the, the art so to speak but the uh I'm telling you, um, the, what I the, what I want to do with it is going to be uh, pretty epic. It's just going to take a lot of uh, groundwork, basically, because it's the kind of thing where if I'm if I'm gonna do it, it has to be done correctly. It can't be done fucking half half. So very uh, very interested in investigating that, but I'm much uh, also interested, if not as interested, in what you got going on terminal wellness which do you, I mean do we still talk about that because if you don't want this to be of course tied we do to, yeah I feel no because like I just because earlier um I you know we were uh, when we were talking about some of that stuff um I know how I can be perceived for sure so I would never force somebody to be publicly associated with what I'm doing so to speak right so to that end Again, if this is something that you don't want to fucking, uh, oh man, we've been plugging it every time. I will know. Good. I will know. I'm glad. So there's a new sketch coming out for uh, Terminal Wellness. We're introducing the world to Uncle Ernie. Bro, the amount of times that I've wanted to fucking talk about this, and he was like, "No, not yet." I'm. I'd have to go back and listen to the episodes because it's at least two or three times where. I, he's he'd been talking about it for so long and then made it happen and it is first of all really funny but also a really good indication of what they're trying to do which is make this just ridiculous thing be like fucking palatable and just hey look at this this is a thing hey maybe you should check it out and they did the same thing with the fucking, uh, with the commercial, just in a more serious way. This is a more, like, playful way, but it still is just, like, again, I've been wanting to talk about it forever, and I fucking haven't had the chance to, so I'm real glad that it's coming out soon. So if anybody hasn't, uh, hung on, uh, long enough for these episodes, and you finally made it to the end, uh... I think people do. Well then, yeah, well, here's a solid reminder that I'm making a movie, Terminal Wellness, about, you know, love at first sight and an assisted suicide clinic in the future. And at that assisted suicide clinic, Ascension Terminal Wellness, we have a pediatrics unit we just opened up, <laughs> and, uh, we have, uh... Little, mo- little mascot named uh, Uncle Ernie. And if you go to www.terminal-wellness.com uh, starting Friday, January 5th. I don't know when this episode's coming out. Um, then uh, We'll make sure it's out before that. Before the 5th? Yeah. Okay, all right. 
So yeah, if you go there on the 5th, then you'll see what Uncle Ernie has to say for you and your loved ones in the year 2024. Yeah, I, I think Uncle Ernie is uh, A-okay. Because it is A-okay to pass away. It is okay to pass away. But, uh, yeah. I know, listen, you I know what very... they, You know what's still legal in this this country, too? For uh, now? Uh, yep. And that's always available. <laughs> <laughs> legal or not. What is um, still legal? I heard, um... Scooping the little bit legal? <laughs> Come on! You can't do that to me know. on the fucking fly! We gotta have fucking loop-scooping discussions! We can't just be, you can't be fucking, I'm looped in a scoop here. You hill. can't be scooping the loop on the fly. <laughs> scoop the loop on the fly, and then it's not going to fold properly, <laughs> and then you're not scooping your loops and folding your flops, and that's what we have to fucking do is scoop the loop and fold the flop. So, let's fucking try this again. You scoop the loop. Fold the flop. Motherfucker. <laughs> I will see y'all. We will see y'all. Uh, hopefully we. He's not fucking tired of me yet. See y'all next week, uh, the week after, and uh, for as long as Insane Clown Posse has a career, which means as long as the both of them are alive, and I'm alive, and Derek is alive, and is not tired of it. Bye, guys. Peace.